Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, and uh, CJ's in the studio with me. How you doing there, buddy? Good, man. Are you ready? Ready to go. Are you ready to get caught up with the rest of the class in the world on on some of the biggest names in the dive industry? Cause that's Always. What, that's what we're going to do today. we got the dive god on with us uh, today, Neil Watson. How about that? Neil, how are you, buddy? Dude, I am fantastic. If I was a dog, my tail would be wagging. Okay. Well, we're going to prove that a little bit later on when we dive into a a little deeper to the dive god's history making dives that he's done over the years that, uh, you know, basically made him a dive god. Oh, my God. You could do five shows on that. Well, that's true. But we only got one, so we're going to jam in as much as we can. So if you're not totally up to speed on some of the amazing things Neil Watson has done, uh, this is the show for you. Also, Jerry Beatty is going to join us from Dive Training Magazine, among many other things that he's done in the dive industry. Captain Slate from Captain Slate's uh, Dive Center down there in the Florida Keys, he's going to join us today. So, you know, last week we kind of went through the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. Today, we're going to do a little bit of that, too. And today you're bringing the heat. That's right. Star-studded. So true. We're We're bringing out the big guns. And we're going to kind of, you know, just educate everybody a little bit on some of the stuff these guys have done that, you know, I kind of take for granted. I, I've known them for so many years. I, I kind of forget sometimes that people are, you know, coming into Scuba Radio for the first time or they've only been listening a little bit, of, a little while. And they're, they're not just, you know, they're not quite up to speed with the rest of the class. You know what I mean? Good idea. So every once in a while, it's good to kind of revisit where these people have come from and why you should care. And that's what's going to happen on today's show. But before we get to that, we got to uh, backtrack a little bit because we got, you know, we got a little, uh, I don't know, we, we got a little busy last week, or I don't know, lack of focus could have been a little bit of that too. But we got um, talking about everybody's background and why they dive and what inspires them to this day to go scuba diving. That. I teased a story at the beginning of the show that we never did get to. Now, do you remember that story, CJ? Something about a fish. It was a big old catfish that a fisherman reeled in, and he thought it was pregnant. He thought eggs were in the belly of this giant catfish. I mean, this fish was huge. It was like a three-footer. Okay, where was this? They probably caught it noodling. You know what noodling is? No. It's a, oh, really? Yeah, probably. That's how they catch those big old catfish. That's what guitar players do. They did they say they think it's the world the biggest fish ever, biggest catfish ever? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. uh, it's, uh, it's probably a different story, Vinny. But it's a big one, right. 
and they the noodling is what well, they don't use fishing poles. They no. go down and uh, the the catfish go hang in these mud holes, and they go in and like use their hand as bait. They, they, like, they stick their hand down. Yeah, its they noodle, throat. or they take their their toes and noodle their big toe around, and the catfish grabs on to it, and then they grab the catfish and pull it out of the the mud hole in the bottom of the river. They hope it's not a turtle. Uh, I would yeah. think there's been a few a snapping mistakes. Turtle. Yes, <laughs> of course. Well, by that time, you know the ones that are missing toes. You know they didn't do such a good. There right. you go. Okay, yeah. so it, whether he Big caught it on fish, we got it. Yeah, I don't know if he caught it on a hooker line or he's noodling. But now you know what noodling is. Do we know where? Be. No, we don't care. It, what, what matters is what was in the catfish. What was making his belly explode? He he caught this fish. Like wow, this this is like a pregnant catfish. And he got it to shore, and it's like he was proud of his catch, and you know, I started cleaning the fish, and like, whoa, hey, those aren't eggs. What the heck is this? So he cuts it open. He's cleaning it. Yeah, and uh, he found an adult toy in the belly of the cat. <laughs> Talk about being catfished. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. There are pictures up there. You know, if you just Google the. Adult toy and the catfish. Maybe it's probably going to pop it was right a up. Pharmacist fish. He thought it was a jelly worm. Yeah, could have been a little <laughs> bit of of that. It's funny though the the pictures of him holding the well the uh, the device that was inside the catfish is all pixelated. That's funny. Yeah. So you know, beware where you dispose of your adult toys. <laughs> I you know, I know would you feel proud of yourself after you caught that fish or would you go? Ew! Ah, uh, it grossed me out. Yeah. Was the, was the catfish vibrating when they brought it up? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, it might have been. I, I did notice in the pictures. The battery is still good. In, in the pictures, he's whole, he's wearing gloves as he you know, proudly displays the device that was inside the catfish. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Well, they just thought they had a big worm they was trying to fish. Okay, it. that's enough out of you, Jerry. <clears throat> All right, so so there you go. That was the story that we uh, we started rambling. Can't believe we waited a week to hear that. Right. Well, you guys were like, "Hey, what about the what about the big catfish story? You didn't get to it, you big dummy." I, I, I don't know how you could hold that in for a whole week. Yeah, it was tough. That's it was a tough said. thing. <laughs> hey. Well, <laughs> All right. So uh, that's that. Let, well, let's that move on. Though. Let's move on to uh, some other stuff. I, I want to talk to Mermaid Rachel because she's with us uh, today. And uh, we, we kind of dabbled in some of her background as a free dive instructor and a competitor. She's competing now. Uh, but, Mike, yeah. you know, and we kind of alluded to this a little bit on the show last week, but we didn't go as deep with it as I wanted to, Rachel. You, you've gotten to know the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad, your fellow squad members here on Scuba Radio over the last few weeks. Do, do you think you could take anyone in this group and uh, take them free diving where they could actually go beyond, say, 50 feet? Or, or like, how would oh, you rate Let's not them? go there. Let's say 10. Okay, well, set think, the bar really low, Casey. Yeah. 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 So I think, honestly, the biggest issue that people have when they first start freediving is equalization. Yeah. Um, so it's not the breath hold itself that's the issue. It's the equalization. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, with scuba diving, sometimes you'll use an equalization technique called Valsalva. Um, and if that should be able to cover you for up to 10 feet and even further. Um, so I, I think that that's definitely possible. And it's, it's, uh, it's also just, you know, making sure that people feel comfortable with the idea of being without a tank 
uh, you have all the air that you need in your lungs to be able to dive to that depth if you want it. Okay. So so you could take anyone, though, and give them these techniques and uh, take them down. Next thing you know, they're, they're going way beyond 10 feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that it's all about giving people the knowledge, and it's whether or not they put the practice in to make sure that they utilize that knowledge. Now, how many times have you got this question? Why do they call it free diving when it's not free? <laughs> I have gotten that quite a bit, actually. Yes. It happened all the time in the Philippines. They're yeah. like, wait, what? I have to pay for a course? Yeah, what well, is up yes, with that? you do. Yeah, well, you know, well, you free know, divers I, have to eat. We get hungry. I, I don't even know the answer to that, to be honest. <laughs> free of a tank. No, to me, it's one of those things in the in the diving world. Like, you know, for instance, like, you know, I go by Greg the Dive Master, but Dive Master is a lower certification level than instructor. It seems mm-hmm. ass backwards. The Dive Master should be the king of all. Well, right under the Dive God, you know, like Bill Watson. You. Yes. But uh, instructor and dive master doesn't make sense to me. So I kind of wonder free diving versus snorkeling is how, how, how do you describe that difference to potential uh, students there, Rachel? I think there's, I think there's a little bit of wiggle room there. And to be honest, um, it's still fairly new. So sometimes free divers will go snorkeling on scuba diving boats as long as they have their buddies. And uh, so there's, there's actually, it's kind of like this weird gray area, I would have to say. It's like interchangeable. I mean, you could say uh, you're going on snorkeling, or, but they, all the true free it divers depends. call it free diving. It depends. So yeah. if if people say no free diving allowed, then you're a snorkeler. I'm going exactly. snorkeling. If there's no free diving allowed, I'm going snorkeling. But you still got to pay. Yeah. It's a loophole. It's not free. That's for sure. All right. More coming up. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving. is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Bula! You'll hear that a lot when you visit Fiji. It's more than a greeting. It's the spirit of this friendly country. With 333 islands, white sand beaches, and year-round tropical warmth, it's hard not to feel happy at this exceptional dive destination known as the soft coral capital of the world. Fiji Airways has a modern fleet of aircraft to take you to Fiji in style and at great prices. Contact your travel agent now or go to FijiAirways.com and plan your Fijian dive adventure. That's FijiAirways.com. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save us in kits turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explore ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit exploreventures.com that's exploreventures.com hey baby What's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always. And I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. 
Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Your heart is free. Have the courage to follow up. I want to glide down through the open ocean. It's going to feel like a dream where I can fly I will be wearing hardly next to nothing gonna leave the scuba world for a while now I'm free Sing. Here we go. Come on. Free diving, I'm a free diving, free diving, free diving. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving or free diving. It's not free. I don't know. Neil uh, Watson said. Uh, it's not even free diving. It should be what? Breath hold diving? Is that what you said during the break? Breath hold diving. It's kind of like not snorkeling. Not snorkeling is kind of like on the surface and you maybe bob down five feet. Okay. Free right. diving and breath hold diving. It's the same. It's yeah, but you prefer breath hold diving. That way uh, you don't give anybody well, don't, the misperception like, like that it's free. Up. I don't like free anything. So <laughs> at my resort. Especially so. if you're selling it. Right. <laughs> that, absolutely. I gotcha. Yeah. So you, but as a free dive instructor, Rachel, you get this question quite a bit, though. Why do they call it free diving? Does that help a little bit with that um, description of what Neil says or what? Yeah, I would say that it, 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 there's, in my opinion, it's still kind of nebulous um, because I have heard of free divers saying, oh, if you're not going past 40 meters, you're an extreme snorkeler. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily the common, I, you know, it's just all across the board, in my opinion. Mm. Um but I do, I do agree that breath hold diving is a more accurate way of describing what we do. Yes, and uh, it dispels that potential problem of trying to explain. No, it's not free. You will have to pay me. It might be cheaper diving, it. a little bit more affordable. I mean, I like extreme snorkeling. Gear. That is a pretty yeah. good. Uh, more challenging. Yes, uh, <laughs> Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine with us as well. Uh, and he's jumping in on this uh, conversation. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, have you ever heard that before, Jerry? I've heard. I've uh, heard that many times. I believe there's another term too called apnea diving. Mm-hmm. Apnea. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like whatever you want to call it. You ought to try it. If you're in reasonable physical health, get a couple. Of, just always make sure you're with somebody. You got a buddy because blackwater or. Uh, Shallow water blackout, I believe, right. is the term. Yep. And uh, it's t- taken a lot of people that could have not gone. Uh, I didn't know about it. I used to go out and do 60-foot 60, uh, 60 dive solo all the time until somebody told me about it. I went, oh, hell, I'm glad <laughs> I'm like, not dead. Hey, you big dummy. <laughs> what are you exactly. trying to kill yourself? 
Exactly. And, and it it has happened. Yeah, and it's very shallow water, too. You can do it in the backyard in, in your pool. If you're just uh, sitting there trying to hold your breath, see how long you hold your breath, that's not a good thing to do. Uh, people yeah. die from that. And that's one of the things you learn in free diving class is to always uh, free dive with a buddy, just like we do in scuba. Right, Rachel? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So you definitely learn um, to, one, dive with a buddy. Um, so being able to recognize signs of low oxygen, how to recognize it and how to treat it. And then on top of that, you learn um, some potential safety issues that people do that they didn't realize were potential safety issues, i.e. Right. diving alone or hyperventilating. Um, so if anybody's heard of the Wim Hof method, um, some people are like, oh, I can hold my breath so much longer with that. Yeah, but here's the physiology behind why that's not exactly the best idea if you're starting out. Which so. is you will die because uh, your brain won't tell you to breathe when it's supposed to after you've hyperventilated. Exactly. I think that's exactly. the technical way you describe it. Check out the big yeah, brain on yeah. ground. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. See, I went He's through my free it. diving course. I did. What, I didn't graduate. What's amazing, about, what's amazing about free diving is the more proficient you come at, uh, become, the more dangerous it is. A, a novice diver is never going to dive free diving because it gets down five feet and he feels like he's drowning. Right. When you become proficient at free diving or breath hold diving, you learn to Push those limits a little bit. The sensation of wanting to breathe, and you get the shallow water blackout. So, right, absolutely, it's critical to dive with a buddy. No, no doubt about it. And and you know the depths that uh, Rachel was doing. Well, you just did that competition in Mexico, and what what was your best depth? You, you uh, I did? was I was hitting forty meters. Ouch! So that's pretty deep. Yeah. That's like 120. Now, do you have a buddy with you or someone watching you, like oh, a safety yeah. diver? Yeah. So as far as how freediving competitions go, um, I've been able to do two this year. And I would say it's one of the safest places that you can actually push your depth. Um, most people, myself included, tend to dive fairly conservatively. So that's um, I was still diving below my personal best. Um, just because you have your competition nerves. But at the same time, as you're coming up on the most dangerous part of the dive where you're lowest in oxygen, um, you have three safeties accompanying you. So a safety meets you at 30 meters, a safety meets you at 20 meters, and a safety meets you um, at the surface. And so the entire way up, you have people watching you. And if something doesn't seem right, if you start diving a little bit funny, uh, if your finning changes, they immediately grab you, bring you to the surface, and then they also have a, a medical team at the surface. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you as far as pushing the limits? Have you ever had that? Yourself? I'm um, not in competition. No, I um, did push myself in static, which is where you're holding your breath as long as you possibly can. Um, and I had a slight loss of motor control. Um, but that's one of those things that you ca I came out of that just fine. But it was definitely like you, you start to learn where your limits are. And it's definitely why you don't dive alone. Yeah. Well, Jerry, the diver guy is uh, suffering from lack of motor control right now. It's hard to tell by looking at him. <laughs> no, that's lack of alcohol. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. It's sometimes it's interchangeable. The The expression is, is very similar. You, you, still, you still get the same effects. So. Right. Okay. Exactly. But yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, and I, you know, free diving is a lot of fun. It, it's a, I think it's a little bit more athletic too than scuba, but it, it's totally different. But it's, I think it does if you get through at least a one free diving course, if, even if you do like level one free diving, it will make you a better scuba diver. Or hey, at least, Greg? yeah. Yes, Casey. We should uh, have Megan Hagney Greer on when she's on with us. 
No, we'll never do that. We'll uh, never do that. Okay, no, no. Bad idea. <laughs> No, yeah, Megan's Who's an that? old friend. Absolutely. She and she had the US freediving um uh, a record there, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. She was the US freediving champion. Like I think I want to remember, I believe it was like 165 feet that Megan had broken a record at that time. Now she it's like, can also give uh Rachel advice about how to break into, you know, stunts, you know, get on the stunt work cuz she does stunts, right? Well, well, I don't I don't think yeah, she's already needs, into the stunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. need any breaks. Yeah, she's but she, doing she it. Could, well, someone she could talk to. No, Come. no, Vinny. She well, can't talk to anyone. Well, it's connecting with people. Yeah. I definitely like connecting with more people. Okay. All right. Well, see, I was wrong. First time for everything. <laughs> more coming up. Stay close. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Do you have a message or a product that you'd like to share with the diving world? Well, look no further than Scuba Radio. Just like you, thousands of diving enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to scubaradio.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Got every apparatus I know to man, breathing tube, goggles, flippers. What are you looking for? It's a pool. There's no coral. I had none of this growing up. I asked my father, Dad, I want to look underneath the water. Open up your eyes! This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. We have the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web. Made up of Vinny Two Tanks, Casey the Tobacco Nut, uh, Barry the Bugger, Bubble Boy, Jerry the Diver Guy, Mermaid Rachel, the Dive God Neil Watson, and even Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine with us today. So uh, we're going to dive in deeper with those guys. But uh, Rachel has been nice enough to help us kick off the show. Talk about free diving and the freedom it allows you to do when you go down and do like CJ during the commercial break said, Hey, you know, I hear that song free diving. And that's not the, not what you hear. It's not the way I usually sing it, which goes free balling, free balling. Of course. Yes. But, but you can do that if you're free diving because you don't have all the gear. You can wear as little or 
nothing is on, nothing at all to be streamlined when you're free driving. I mean, board shorts and you're good to go, right? Well, I mean, that's up to you. I mean, uh, you know, you could wear a bikini. For but I don't know I if care. that's streamlined enough. Uh, so maybe a bikini is more your style, is what you're saying? No, I'm not. I'm not free diving. Okay. Yeah, that's a mental picture. I wish we could erase. Yeah. They, yeah. Oof. Yeah. If I was European, maybe. Why? Some why? of us are not built for that. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Casey? Nonsense, Casey. Let your that freak flag fra- fra- fly. <laughs> fly. Uh, in this case, it should fry. It definitely should fry. <laughs> But uh, regardless, yeah. I mean, you know, free diving's very, uh, I don't know, it feels good, you know, when you don't have all the gear. It's, a, you know, exactly, you know, uh, it's, it's the ultimate it's, it's streamlining. Scuba, you know, scuba diving is not competitive. Free diving or breath hold is. Right. And and it's, it's really rewarding. I mean, I, I absolutely love free diving. It's, it's a great, it's a great activity in a sport i mean scuba diving is wonderful Mm -hmm. but it's so it's really challenging to be able to go down 60 70 80 feet swim around spearfish whatever um you feel like a real aquaman when you're doing the free diving thing yeah (laughs) and then bury the bugger i think i I heard that yeah see no trigger actually i heard that say it again uh rachel uh, Jason Momoa actually free dives. Of course he does. Interesting fact. Uh, uh, you got buried as a teacher. He's yeah. not a boner. <laughs> hey, no. that, that's because he's a real Aquaman. Okay. That other guy's a sissy. Wait, which <laughs> other guy's a sissy? Who? The one Barry worships. Well, Wait, which one are you talking about? We were talking about the about? same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. Aquaman Jason and Jason Momoa. Momoa are the same person, Casey. I don't I don't mean to, you know, uh, be a spoiler. <laughs> I, I might be a spoiler. Enough? Casey, are you having another senior moment? Hey, it's okay. That's okay. Long story. Yeah. All right. But, uh, you know, the dive god, Neil Watson, uh, Neil, back in the day when you were doing your, uh, you know, dive center there in Bimini, when you started pretty much diving there, free diving was a big portion of what you had to do. Just going down and getting the anchor. Wasn't, wasn't that mostly free diving and stuff to set up the dives well, each time? it goes back before that. It goes back to... My first operation in Freeport, which was 1965. Wow. Yeah. And, and what did you do uh, as a, I mean, it wasn't out of competition or anything, was it? It was, you, you just did the free diving because you didn't have any choice. Well, you know, actually, when I, when I got into diving, I grew up in Florida and, and off Cocoa and everybody was a free diver before they started scuba diving. That was just kind of like, an accessory to free diving. Yeah. You know, and, and then it evolved into people went from never having been free diving. You, you could have not been snorkeling and actually get certified to go diving, which was completely different from the way I started in the big industry and everybody. Well, I was going to say my age, nobody's left. <laughs> <laughs> that could be true to a certain extent. No, actually, yeah. I got I, my first dive was 1953. I was 13 years old. Wow! Next year will be 70 years. I was born in 1953, so there you go. And I'm wow. 68. Okay, that's good go. math. You were saying something that was, about that's a word lines. problem. Who can figure out his age? No, that's a math problem, actually. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> no, it's funny how there you're you saying uh, pulling yourself down the anchor lines, though. 
because uh, that's how I ended up starting as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just out of necessity. Setting yeah, an anchor. I, was, uh, I was living on a sailboat. Uh, we sailed from San Francisco to Costa Rica and back up into the Sea of Cortez. And so you're cleaning the keel on breath hold and pulling yourself down the anchor lines to check that the anchors were holding. Right. So that was you, my you don't first have time version. to mess with all that scuba gear. When, when you're uh, <laughs> under the gun like that, you get and yeah, it comes out of necessity sometimes. But yeah, I, I think uh, free diving is uh, a good workout. Okay, mm-hmm. and look at our crew; all of us could use that. I mean, as one is shoveling stuff into his mouth. Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> now, in, in the in the Bahamas, which is where I was at from the sixties on, um, you could only free dive to spearfish. And today, you still can't use scuba. You can only use a Hawaiian sling or a pole spear and free dive. So if you want to be a spear fisherman, you had to learn to free dive. Well, that's the so, same with uh, lobstering in the uh, Bahamas, too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just keep it a little bit Dean's more. Blue hole? The Blue Hole in Bimini or uh, Andros or which uh, Long one? Island. Oh, in Long Island. What about that? Dean's deal? Blue Hole. Does that ring a what, bell what? with you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's where they do the major world competition for free diving is Dean's Blue Hole. Yep. Vertical Blue. Why? Have you been there too, Rachel, or what? Uh, yeah. Last year, I was actually the commentator for that. So it was. Oh, is that where the. Was that where the competition was? Yeah. So it was Dean's Blue Hole. Um, and yeah, people were. It was amazing just getting to see people break world records. Like the the level of athleticism that you get to witness firsthand as people are diving into this hole is amazing. Got it. Well, I'm gonna save Bubble Boy the uh, the effort. He's gonna ask, "Where's Dave's brown hole?" <laughs> oh God! No. Did you know I was thinking that? Because uh, oh. I can read your mind. I know you guys. Come on. Well, it's isn't, there, weird isn't there one in Belize as well? There, there's a fish. Yeah. There is a. Uh, the one in uh, Belize is uh, called the Blue Hole. <laughs> no, I don't. Do they free dive in Lake? That's original. Backup? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Right? Casey, do I, you I know? I did hear within the last said, six months. Wait, hold dive. on, one at a time for Christ's sakes! <laughs> Jeez, everybody's so excited. Casey, it wasn't, it wasn't that exciting. I was going to say, do they free dive in Lake Titicaca? I uh, okay. God Why did I it. recognize him? Damn, I, you know. <laughs> Oh golly! Well, it is what it is. But uh, that free diving you uh, did in uh, Bimini and kind of started off uh, back in the day. Well, when was the uh, you know first day of operations there in Bimini that you started, Neil? Started in '75 in Bimini, '65 in Freeport. Wow! Now those videos that are up there on uh, you know on the web. For back right. in the day, those black and white videos. I mean, you know, Barry, listen up. You think Aquaman is built. Woo! You should have seen well, the I, dive I, I, back in the day. I looked up his, uh, when he was on, what was it? Um, what's the my line? Or something? What's to my tell line? The truth. Tell That's the truth. Right. What, yeah, to tell the truth. And you look exactly, I mean, everything about you is the same, except obviously you're a lot older now. But you could you could see it. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. But you could see, yes, that's Tact. Neil Watson. But amazing, you know. <laughs> well, you know I, this is getting very awkward. Kill his mic. <laughs> oh golly, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, uh, Jason Momoa has nothing on the dive god from back in the day. More coming up. Stay close. This 
is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Breathe steady, old man. Prove you're not completely useless. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Coming up, uh, Captain Slate. We're going to try to check in with him. Also, uh, we got someone coming on uh, from Shearwater Research to talk about the new computers they just released uh, to the world. That's coming up on the big show. But uh, right now, we got Jerry Beatty along with the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. And uh, we have, you know, we talk to Jerry every uh, now and then, but we haven't really backtracked a little bit and explained why you should care when we talk to Jerry, because he has been around <laughs> the block a time or two. He has done a few dives in his day, may, maybe as much as the dive god. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, well, they do share the same birthday, right? Jerry yeah, and uh, Neil Watson. Yep, exactly the same birthday, 10 years exactly apart, and uh, we've gone over, we share it with a lot of really famous people like Bill Clinton. Aha, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> you know, so, so I have no problem remembering how old Neil is. All I got to do is look in the mirror and add 10. Okay, well, that, that works, I guess, for you guys. Yes, Neil, what do you think? You, you no, think- I, I, I've, known, I've, known, I've known Jerry since his hair started turning gray and mine started turning loose <laughs> that's right exactly well they they go way back and we're honored to have them on scuba radio and we can get them both of them for that matter you've heard a little bit about how neil uh, started uh you know like the first dive operation in bimini uh back in the 70s now jerry before you worked for dive training magazine how did you get into this whole diving life of yours well it depends on you want to go back centuries, decades, how far back do well, you want to go? <laughs> I don't know. Give us give us the five minute synopsis. What can you tell us? Well, I tell you what, in nineteen seventy six I'd pretty much run the hippie thing and the college thing and you know, Vietnam was pretty much over by that time and so I had a buddy who didn't know how to dive and he got a company selling snorkels. Actually it was uh a company, uh one of the very first called white stag that had dive equipment hmm. and there weren't enough dive shops to to make a living i mean there just weren't that many divers selling dive gear didn't get you anywhere so we sold camping gear and okay. uh that was long before there was a demon show it was the uh show for national sporting goods up in chicago we used to go up there sell tents and whatever it took and that kind of is how it got started and then I opened a manufacturer's representation agency in the 80s. Of course, I had to test all the equipment I was going to sell. Uh-huh, so, of course. So I pretty much went to a dive show and immediately afterwards ran off to somewhere in the Caribbean and uh, 
I did that for about 20 years, built it up, and then became a dive travel wholesaler along with Neil Watson. In fact, it might have even been because of Neil Watson. Of course it was. <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah, he had uh, the destination. You had the people that wanted to go someplace cool. Is that right? Well, it was kind of funny because I'd been selling dive travel for a while, and uh, we had a mutual friend call me up and go, you're selling dive travel. I went, yeah. She goes, and you know Neil Watson? And I go, yeah. And she's dead. Did one and one make two? And I went, oh, hell, I hadn't thought about it. I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. There you go. And that's how me and Neil got started selling different destinations together. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jerry has traveled all around the world uh, because of, you know, not just from that, but after that, you know, you started Dive Training Magazine. Uh, Actually, I think, uh, what, just a couple years before we started Scuba Radio. Because aren't you guys in your, like, 26th or 7th year or something? Or is it even more? longer than that I, it was something like that i went on in 96 the magazine was two years old okay i yeah. met you the next year i think yeah i met you started, in 97 yep april fool's day 1997 was the uh, birth date <laughs> of scuba radio okay People have been cursing so I, our names ever since and i remember very distinctly meeting you in a conference room at the sheraton on fort lauderdale beach uh at, at ocean fest neil's Neil event Lutz- Neil yeah. Watson's Ocean Fest, That's which right. is never to be forgotten. That was an epic, epic dive show. People came. They didn't care if they sold anything or made any money. But, boy, we had a great time. Oh, we had an awesome time. <laughs> but, yeah, Jerry met me at that meeting. We had the, I had this big idea, like, hey, we need to join forces. Knew this. It goes, and he meets me, and he's like, man, this guy's nuts. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with him. <laughs> but he, well, he told me that we, a few years later. He didn't. He we, didn't. To say that we were working on on putting dive training, you know, to the next level, and we had this meeting, and our publisher Mark said, "Well, do you think we can combine our sales efforts?" And I went, "No, oh, hell no." no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, nice, uh, nice to meet you, uh, but we stayed friends, and it was all good." We had uh, a few th- beers, and I think before the end of that show, we'd worked it out pretty well. Yes. We we became good friends. Next thing you know, I'm traveling the world with uh, Jerry Beatty, uh, tagging True. along, picking up a few uh, you know, tips, because he had been, you know, he'd been around the industry already for some time, and he was nice enough to take me under his fins and uh, <laughs> introduce me to a lot of folks. So that was very nice of Jerry. And, and uh, like I said, I, I really do feel honored to know Jerry and Neil, for that matter. Uh, the rest of them, who cares? But uh, everybody, no, I, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. I'm not even offended well, by that. Gee, at we all. love you. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's a it's a pretty amazing thing to have uh, people like that to lean on, and and you're you know you you do what you can to pay it forward. I mean, I think that's what uh, Neil did to me back in the day. You know, when I first reached out to him, and you know, the and uh, and Jerry was like that. Captain Slate was like that for in the early days of of doing scuba radio and you know now i i try to do as much as i can when we see new people coming into the industry i mean people like rachel for instance she's a free dive instructor she's uh doing some more scuba diving stuff you know and and things like that i think you got to pay it forward that just goes with the territory when you're in this industry barry what do you think i uh, i think you know you mentioned ocean fest and i really missed that show that was a fun thing to go to is there any chance that may come back if you know as things start to open up again? Hmm. Only if I hit the lottery. Only if he hits the lottery. That's right. <laughs> that How do you make a million dollars in the dive industry? You, t- you start with two. 
it was a project of love. I never made any money at it. There's the city change, and they changed the venue. Um, I couldn't afford to lose the money to do it. Yeah. But I tell you, it, I absolutely look. Every show I go to, people come up and say, Hey, Neil, when are you going to do Ocean Fest again? That was the greatest show in the world. And it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, it, it was, was you so know, much a fun. dive show on the beach where you could go diving. Yeah, what right. A concept. Exactly. I mean, Chicago and New mm-hmm. York and Colorado and all of these landlocked places. Suddenly there was a show on the beach with music and seafood and uh, and, and draft beer. Uh, yeah, you had the, and you had the pool there, so people yep. could try dive it. It, yeah, it was yeah. fun. It really was. A I good actually, time there. I ran the pool for a couple of years. We had some scuba radio pools that I set up yep. for like two, three years, and and I quickly okay. learned like I, I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> and I got rid of those things like it was nobody's business because that was the way show ran too for much two work. or three years. Oh, no, longer, than, longer that. than that. Yeah. How many years would you say it ran? What do you think, Neil? Ocean Fest. How many years did we do that four, show? Right? No, that's uh, more than that. From '97 to 2000 and something. I yeah. think seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. 2000 yeah. That's right. Four. I was almost going to go to it one time, and I and I didn't. Now I wish I had. Darn. Yeah. Oh, I remember so many good times. Uh, finishing up the show on a Sunday night by the beer truck because all the beer had not been uh, drank up yet. So Neil would make an announcement over the loudspeaker. Hey, uh, exhibitors, everybody. We still got a half a beer truck to finish off. <laughs> Come on down. Oh, my God. That was the beginning of an awesome party. So good times. Good times indeed. All right, look. Hour two of the world's first radio show devoted to diving is on deck. Captain Slate. Some folks from Shearwater Research and their new dive computers coming up. Stick around. Let's get started. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard... Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. <laughs> 